Hey athletes, I'm Adam. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Burpee Nation. Burpee Nation. Oh. Should we do it again? No. Good enough. Welcome into this episode of Burpee Nation. And uh, today we're actually going to do a little bit something different. We're going to talk about running. We haven't had an episode like just on running. Um, so we're, we're going to have a guest on today. I'll let, uh, Lindsay kind of take the reins on this one. So go ahead, Lindsay. Yeah, sure. So this is, um, we have Stacy Gross on. She's a certified run coach from the Philly area. Um, she's actually a clean athlete along with Adam, which I mentioned in what the second episode. Yeah. Our our home gym episode. Yeah. Um, but I started, I don't even know how I started following you on Instagram, but I saw all these like super inspirational, motivational, like running (laughs) posts. And I was like, this is awesome. Um, So I feel like we kind of chatted more than you guys have ever talked. I was the gateway. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I was like the liaison. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so Stacy is, like I said, a certified run coach. Um, Stacy, what are you, what are you certified in again? So I was certified through the RRCA program. Okay. So I intense 48 hour course back in January, I guess it was so that I can learn all the ins and outs and do's and don'ts of coaching someone to run, whether it's a new runner or it's in a, you know, an experienced marathon runner. Okay. Yeah. So your programs consist of like, um, like 5k as like a starter all the way up to marathon. It could be a mile or you like, you just want to get out, you know, get out the door for that first step, or it could be, you want to run your 50th marathon. Okay. Oh, cool. Right or wrong. Yeah. It's kind of like begin, like beginner, intermediate, advanced, like whatever level you're coming in. It's a good, I mean, it's a good place to start. Um, you know, and I'm sure taking the class cause we've actually like, not talked about taking the class, but just been like, oh, that's like really interesting that they offer these kinds of things for people. Like, yeah. did it help you at all in your own running? Like, did you learn some stuff that you implement in your own training? It did, actually. I mean, I've worked with two different coaches for my own running journey, I guess you would say. And they would always, you know, give me different types of workouts or they would do different things. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. But once I learned the background and the history to it, or like the real reasons why we do, you know, fartleks or tempo runs or include that one rest day a week, at least it kind of was full circle. So it's like, oh, okay. That's why she has me do, you know, these things in this order. Oh, that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. So how does this differ from, um, I know that you just released some exciting announcement on social media that um, you were joining like another coaching program? Yes. So I have joined the team of coaches for Run to the Finish, which is started by Amanda Brooks, who is an amazing, amazing runner and just someone I've looked up to for a while, kind of in, as a mentor in the running field. And, you know, she had made a post how she has a lot of runners that are waiting on a wait list. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to message Amanda. I got nothing to lose. And, you know, I would love to learn from her and work with her and her amazing team of other coaches. And one thing led to another. And here we are. So I'll hopefully be starting with um, an athlete or two soon to help them on their journey for whatever their you know goals may be. That's awesome. Congrats. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and she's out in, was she, is she out in Denver? 
Did I make that up? We're in Colorado. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. So it's like an international, not in, not international, uh, <laughs> interstate. I don't know. It's all over the country. Well, the nice thing with uh, being a run coach as opposed to like a strength coach is, you know, there's runners across the entire world. So right. you can set up plans through an app and push them out to the athlete and they can, you know, do the runs wherever they are in the world. It doesn't really matter. Um, it's, it's super, super easy because I'm not really demoing anything for them. I'm just saying, you know, run five miles at this pace and there you go. (laughs) Does it incorporate like, you know, especially beginners probably run into, I mean, I guess everybody would, but like injuries and stuff like that. Do you have to then like, like, do you, is it basically like a a block or do you have to do that? Is there constant communication where they're updating you on their paces and like how they feel if they have any injuries, like stuff like that? Yeah. So I'm working with an athlete right now who's preparing to run a half marathon in about three to four weeks. So it's just constantly checking in with him and seeing like, how are these workouts feeling for you? Is it too much? Is it too little? Do you need more rest? Like, are the paces too fast for you? Like what's, you know, at one out of 10, what's the effort you feel you're putting into this? And we, you know, I'm constantly in contact daily. He'll complete or workout and then I'll respond to it in the, in the final surge app. And kind of, you know, just motivating, keep going, or, you know, you did a great job today. Um, just checking in whenever they need, you know, just really being there for them. And then you have like communication with them before you start their training program to see like what they're at level wise, what their goals are. Yeah. Like what, what were your pastimes? What were your personal bests? If you've been running for a while, like what was your last 5k that you raced? What time was that? half marathon and so on. And then I can look at a pace chart from there to kind of see, well, you know, I have a goal of running a sub two and a half hour half marathon. So what are the paces that the runner needs to be completing their workouts at to, to get that sub two half hour finish time, whenever race day may be. Um, training cycle should usually be like around three to four months, hopefully <laughs> in a perfect <laughs> I think there's, they say it's like 15 to 18 weeks for a marathon. Yeah. You wanna, depending on what their fitness level is, you want to have that slow progression up to that final race day. Um, so it's pretty, pretty cool. Without a doubt, our, our marathon training was some of the least favorite training I've oh, had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so time consuming, so, you know. I know. You really have to like dedicate every second you can to yeah, It's that, like a that, job, essentially. It really is. It really is. <laughs> right. I was talking friend this morning, um, we did a, a run, a five mile run. And I was like, you know, you should really train for a marathon. She's like, I just don't know if I want to put the time into it. Cause you have to run and then you have to do your actual real job and then run again and give up your, almost your whole weekend. Sometimes once your mileage gets past 14, 15 miles, that's a whole morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, long run and yeah, I feel rough. like you almost have to give like your family and friends a heads up too, to be like, <laughs> FYI, you're not going to see me for six months. Right. Like I won't be anywhere on time because I have to get my run in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, the coaching is cool though. Cause like, I, I think especially like, so we talk about beginner athletes, but e- even athletes who work out five, six days a week, mm-hmm. when you do that many workouts, running, lifting, whatever it is, like you sometimes lose like a sense of direction you know what i mean like you're just like you wake up and you're like i don't know what i'm gonna do today let me just try and throw something together real quick and and that takes a lot of the effort like the the hard effort out of it somebody who's like monitoring this for you is gonna tell you what to do you don't even have to think about it 
And it's probably better for you training wise than what you would put together yourself, just making something up 10 minutes before you work out. Right. And that's that coach is holding you accountable. Like you have someone to kind of report to and in quotes, your data at the end of the workout. Right. Like I I did do this and I did it to the best that I could do. Whereas if it's just you doing it, like, nah, you know, I'll I'll get to it later. I'll just kind of like half-ass this. I don't know. just saying that earlier about like your max rep thing. Yeah. She's like, oh, I hate max rep stuff because I'm like, I don't know. This is hard. I'm just going to stop. Yeah. (laughs) Or when, you know, like, um, because I know that you also said just, oh my gosh, I'm going off topic, but I I know you also said that you were going to try CrossFit soon. Um, So I actually have a a CrossFit coach through an app. Um, But yeah, so she has me do some stuff like every few weeks to kind of just see where I am, but they'll say like, you know, like max rep and, or like the longest dead hang you can do. And I'm like, I don't know. It burns. Can I let go? <laughs> right. Can I stop now? But so do you ever like incorporate, um, like strength or like cross training into your workouts or do you just do like a running program? I think I'm one of those rare runners that loves strength training just as much as I love running. And for anyone that follows me on Instagram, I preach about both quite equally. Like it's not one over the other. And my whole journey, I think started, you know, I did running and I did fun five K's and 10 K's and stuff, but I think the, I found the passion for running when I got really involved with strength training, I got connected with this trainer at our local planet fitness. And I guess he saw the like fire in my eyes (laughs) of determination. And I don't like being defeated. So he would give me something to do and I would do it 20, 30, 40 times until I kind of mastered it, or at least got the hang of it that day. Yeah. And when it comes to time, I want to do the same thing, but do it even better than that. Um, so the progress I've seen, including at least three days of strength training and core workouts and all of that has been incredible. Like, I don't think I would be the strong, fast runner that I am at this moment if I didn't do all those extra things. Right. Not a lot of people can say that they love both. So they, you know, kind of cut one out and just maybe only run, but they're not progressing at all. So just, you know, throw in a few days of planks and push-ups and pull-ups and <laughs> I've good. greatly been ignoring planks. Like I <clears throat> I was having some like IT band issues and like it I was reading up on it and it said about, you know, some some glute strength is kind of helpful for that and it recommended doing like three minutes of planks a day or something like that i'm like all right like i'll just see how long i can go and like at a minute i was like this sucks (laughs) like i know i used to be able to do longer than that but that like it's that kind of stuff that you got to make sure you don't ignore like planks are like you just forget about them sometimes and and you got to keep them in your (laughs) keep them on keep you honest right Right. Well, there's so many different types of planks. Like I think people automatically their thought goes to, well, just like the forearm or the straight arm planks, but there's side planks and weighted planks and twisting planks, one-legged planks. Side planks are much, much worse. Yeah. (laughs) I hate those. Right. So much. Um, Do you want to talk about some of the races and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I was going to ask if you've done any recent races. I mean, obviously, with COVID going on, I think they're starting back up. Like, we've done, like, a little local one. A couple local ones, yeah. yeah but have I you mean, done anything recently? The last race, I guess you could say, I did was the weekend of Thanksgiving. I think it was a four-miler or five-miler, and then there was a half-marathon option, but I stuck with the lower mileage just to kind of get my feet wet with 
like the new way of racing, I guess you would say. Um, but I have the half marathon coming up in two weeks that I've been working my ass off for. Since so fingers crossed, <laughs> everything goes plan. It's my B race and it's a flat course and just pray that the wind is behind me and I'm not running into the wind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now when you say, so like we know probably, I, I assume you know, cause you run more than I do in the past. When you say B race, I think some people don't always know what that means. Can you explain that real quick? Just briefly. So originally we had the goal race. That was the A race. Mm-hmm. And that race, I had a weird gut feeling wasn't going to happen as it was supposed to in person at the end of April. So I signed up for this backup race, the B race, um, back in February, because I felt pretty confident based off of what they had online that it was going to happen in person, nothing changing. So the A race, the original goal race, did get pushed to further into the summer. So I said, I've trained way too long. I'm at that (laughs) point where I'm like exhausted mentally and physically. So I'm going to stick to the original date, but with the backup. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know, um, sorry to jump back into coaching, but I know like <clears throat> sometimes people have like, you know, I want to run a sub 25 K and that five K takes place in October, but there's smaller races along the way that you're kind of like, you're not necessarily doing the same effort for your like warm up races or you're like, you, you almost work them into your training. Um, that I assume that comes into account with your coaching a lot with like, Oh, like your athlete has a 5k coming up, but it's not their like a race, so to speak. Like it's kind of like a, you know, they want to do well, but they're not trying to PR necessarily. It's like a part of their training. Yeah. Kind of, you know, you're doing long runs every weekend. So if you can make one of those long runs a race, so it's, it makes it a little bit more exciting is always a good thing, but you're not going to have them do the same effort. Just like you said, they're going to go out and at least experience that whatever distance it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely. Okay. Sorry. I changed topics. No, you're good. Go back. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of that, do you have a favorite race that you've ever done? Well, I'm, I guess I'm biased because I do love the Philadelphia marathon weekend for many reasons. But the second race that I think would also be the Nashville Rock and Roll Half Marathon. Oh, cool. The city came alive just as much as the Philadelphia city comes alive. And I've never seen that in another state that I've ran in, which it was just like, it was so surreal to experience it, which was cool. That is cool. How many people run that? Do you know? Yeah. I'm not sure. I think it was a lot because so... They had a 5K, which started, I think, at 7 a.m., and then they had a half and a full marathon happening at the same exact time, which started about 45 minutes later. So had the three distances. Plus, when I was there, they had the draft going on for um, the football teams. Oh, it was a busy (laughs) weekend. (laughs) I have no idea how many people were there for which event. Because the city was jam-packed. Jeez. Yeah, who the hell planned that? (laughs) Well, like, I know Philly gets crazy, like, crazy, crazy busy, like, during that weekend. So it's it's always interesting to see, like, how other cities, you know. I don't think it was as large as Philly. Granted, Philly is spread out so much, so it's kind of hard to tell. But there's a lot of people. Yeah. But it it sucks because you're on the same course, whether you're half or full. But at a certain point, the half marathoners turn to go towards then the marathoners still have to go all the way out and come back. Womp womp. <laughs> That's the I worst. Got. That's the worst. <laughs> it's like such a mental. Yeah. I, I was going to say though, like, you know, being from, from Philly, you're probably used to a ton of races. And now with COVID and like the limitations of 
participants, all the Philly ones are probably getting canceled. Like it's kind of flipped. Like we, where normally we'd have to drive like an hour to Philly to, to do one of the bigger races. And we have all these like small local ones. Now you would have to like, if you want to run a race, you have to go to a small local one and drive probably an hour or so. Right. Exactly. Well, I almost signed up for the one that you guys did a few weeks ago. Oh, oh. Quaker Town. I did. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Yeah, it was well, it was super interesting because it was supposed to be Bethlehem. Well, Bethlehem, but it was in December. And in December, which it got canceled to March. So everyone's there dressed as Santa Claus in March and they're playing Christmas music. And we had like candy cane shirts on with snow. Candy cane five K run in March. (laughs) The shirt says twenty twenty and it took place in twenty twenty one. It was just all kinds of weird. Yeah. For sure. But it was a decent run. It was a race, so I can't complain. Yeah, it was usually they have it in Bethlehem, but I guess they couldn't get the permit, so it was in Quakertown and like it was in a park and it was a you'd do the same loop twice. So it was kinda weird to run a five K where you're doing a same loop twice like you've seen it with probably like longer races, halves, marathons, but I don't know if I've ever seen a five K where you do like two laps of something. Like it's a five K. You can't figure out. You can't that find out. three miles, like <laughs> Right, or an out and back at least. Something, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was a little, it, but it was nice to race. You know, it is yeah. always nice to race. Do you have like preference on running? This just like made me think of this, like doing loops or out and back, like for let's just say a half marathon. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I've done both. I think as long as it's it's long enough so that I'm looking at different things. I'm fine doing the loop. Like, I mean, the loop here around the river is I think eight miles. And I've definitely done that two or three times when I was marathon training. Nice. So there's enough different things to look at that it kind of keeps you distracted. But if it's like a short loop or a short out and back, I don't know. The mental game really gets to you there. Yeah. Yeah. We did that one that was on like a, like a rail trail. But it was a half, so it was like six and a half out, six and a half back, but it's a rail trail. So, I mean, like, how much is there really to see on a rail trail? So that was a little – you definitely learn, for sure, like, what you prefer. It's kind of hard to, like, zone out. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, oh, my God. (laughs) There's probably not many spectators there either. Mm -mm, Hardly any. No. If any. And then it was, like, a mix of cinder and paved. So you're, like – that's another, like, mind – game where you're like no i run faster on pavement where's all this cinder coming from (laughs) why is my time two minutes slower right right (laughs) it's hard to you gotta like keep yourself mentally like checked out or checked in i guess so i have i have to ask do you have like a uh like bad race experience story or like your least favorite race that you ever ran i (laughs) i think a lot of people have heard about this but the rock and roll half marathon in Montreal was, it was a terrible experience, but I think it's also helped shape who I am today as an athlete. So we had gone up for the race and we did the 5k the day before my husband and I, and did really, really well. And it was awesome. So I was like, okay, good. I'm pumped for tomorrow. I'm going to do great. The race started like an hour and a half late. So like whatever bagel and peanut butter that I ate was pretty much probably so digested by the time we started. And then silly me never learned any French or anything. So I couldn't read the signs at the hydration stations and the colors didn't match up with what they should be. So blue was Gatorade and orange was water. So that (laughs) agreed with me a lot. 
and then come up to like mile five and there's a pothole in the course that was not marked like they do in other cities with like a cone or like paint and my foot went in the pothole in a weird way from my stride and i wound up breaking my cuboid bone no way oh my (laughs) i would call that a bad race experience yeah what what mile were you at where that happened I think it was mile five or six oh my and I like I was doing so well and my pace was great and we were almost up to the stadiums where like where the Olympics and stuff had happened and you run through them didn't get to do any of that Ugh. I like sat there waiting forever because this day turned out to be so so hot up in Montreal <laughs> I was prepared so meanwhile I'm sitting in the tent with my foot iced and people are dropping like flies so the medics walkies are going off constantly. Oh, of man. So I'm just like, oh, when can I go back now? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. They oh broke gosh. down the tent around me. They took the <sighs> table right underneath the <laughs> Did your uh, husband run with you that day? Like, did he see that happen? Or was he like, um, where's my wife? <laughs> no. So we, we had a plan that he would meet me throughout the course. And okay. And my have the scooters that you could run so he was using a scooter to get around he at one point the scooters turned off because of the the course zones so he had to drop the scooter and started to jog his way to me to because he he couldn't get there any other way and we didn't fully know the city like we explored a few days before but so he's trying to track me on the phone (laughs) and his way to me and he said he saw people dropping like flies as he was running to find oh my me. Gosh. I want to go back and I want to redo it again. Obviously, be more mindful and looking at the street as that was, I run. That was going to be my next question. Right. Is it like, have you gone back or will you go back? You got to get like redemption, right? I definitely need to get redemption. That was in 2019 in September. So obviously, it hasn't happened since. But I definitely want to go back, get some bagels, do the run. <laughs> yeah. Maybe carry one with you in case it's late. Again, <laughs> and so how long have you been running for? I guess seriously running, I would say five, six years. Okay, or so. nice, very nice. Um, I was scrolling through your um, Instagram. I can't find. Did the we post. give that out yet? Um, Let's do that, just yes. in case. Even if we did give it out, yes, it's s underscore underscore gross g r o s s. And I will say it again at the end too. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm scrolling through your Instagram. I was trying to find the post from um, the other day. I forget if you were at a track, but I I wrote down a question for you. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, warming up and cooling down as a runner, whether you're like, you know, beginner, advanced. Um, I don't know if you were doing like plyos or what. I thought I it was think. on like a field, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I did a track workout last week, but I also posted a video about dynamic warm-up. Yes. Probably that one. Yes. Yeah. I was like, what's the word? Not plyo. <laughs> dynamic warm-ups. Yeah. So I wanted to get your thoughts because I feel like as a runner, like I've, I like have read so many articles and like listen to other running podcasts and stuff and, and like, I feel like it's so split. Like I'm hearing a lot of like, you don't need to warm up. You just go run. Um, and then others are like, absolutely warm up. You're going to murder yourself. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on warming up and cooling down? I am definitely team warm up. And that can literally take five minutes of just moving around, whether it's high knees or butt kicks or, you know, soldier marches or karaoke's 
anything that just kind of gets you loosened up. So that way you're not, when you go out really fast, you're not going to pull a muscle or hurt yourself. That way you're, you're loosened up and you're warmed up. And then my coach always includes at least like a mile of a warm up before we hit into any of the, the 800 or 400 repeats or anything. So going out at a, a slower pace and then diving into the workout. Okay. And then after, like I'll do some stretching. Most of my stretching will happen later on in the day, just because I want to get home. I want to drink my recovery and my iced coffee, and then <laughs> and then get into the work day. And then I'm like, oh crap, I need to do a little bit of stretching or use the hypervolt. Or usually in the evening, I'll u- use my um, compression boots if it was a tough workout that morning. Oh my god, I'm so jealous of those. I know. Every time you post on your story, I'm like, oh, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> birthday present hint hint <laughs> we both oh, look man. at each other yeah, i'd be using them too <laughs> that's a gift for everybody right everybody yeah. like where are the compression but they're worth things? it you like them you're so worth it i mean my husband and i both use them and uh, just that helps with recovery time i think so much when i did the 14 miler on the treadmill two weeks ago ew like, wait how did what? you do that <laughs> Like, time out yeah wait a second i can't even do like four miles let's, on a treadmill let's back it up here all right well good for you that's crazy well the recovery boots i think helped tremendously oh my um, gosh so yeah can i just ask how you kept your mind busy for 14 miles on a treadmill well i knew i had to get it done i was getting my second shot that afternoon so mm. how i was going to react so it had to get done that morning. So I got up at four, got on the, the treadmill at four 30. We have the Peloton. So I popped on like a Peloton. I popped on three Peloton classes <laughs> and then we have a little shelf that my husband 3d printed and my phone can sit on it. So I put on, I think like two different movies on Netflix and just let it go. Yeah. Tried your best to zone out. I, I couldn't yeah. do it. That's crazy. My hat's off too. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Oh my gosh. Um, do you do you have a favorite workout that you want to share? I know that's like such a broad question because I know that you say you focus on like strength and running and cardio, but anything that you've ever like got creative with maybe that you want to share? I feel that I always gravitate towards like planks and push-up type things. And I've really – the last year I've really, really worked on form, whether it's form while running or form while – doing different, you know, strength workouts. So it's more quality over quantity for me at this point. So I want to make sure when I'm doing planks or pushups that, you know, my core is tight and I'm squeezing my glutes and I'm not wiggling all over the place when I'm going, you know, up and down or twisting and turning. So I think that's probably, if I had to answer that question, it'd be pushups or planks. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, And then I I know that you were talking about... (laughs) I have to get home for my recovery drink and my iced coffee. So obviously you just released um, the new glasses that you yes. made. And what's the story with that? That's like super exciting. And I bought two and I can't wait to get them. Yeah, they them. look amazing. <laughs> so it's it just, you know, mine got nothing to lose. Might as well go for it, right? So I drink iced coffee 365 days a year, no matter what temperature it is. You know, people always would give me such crap because it was probably like 15 degrees outside and snowing and I'm out there running and then posting my iced coffee cup at the end. And they're like, you are crazy. 
it didn't bother me. It didn't make me any colder. So this whole hashtag coffee posse thing started on Instagram stories and it's kind of kept up for the past few months. And a friend had sent me some stickers that said runs on iced coffee. So then I worked with that designer to come up with my own logo. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to throw this on a soda can glass, put it out there and see what happens. Well, the world blew up yesterday. It was like Christmas. We sold out of the all of the first round of glasses in 24 hours. Wow. Oh my Holy smokes. gosh. Yeah, we like my husband has the Etsy shop app on his phone cuz he also we share the shop with his 3D printed items for a cyclist. And like every other minute he was getting a ping that someone bought a glass or two glasses or something. Um, they were probably so, all Lindsay. Sorry. <laughs> I think you're going to have a coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So for um, for you guys, again, uh, Stacy's handle is S underscore underscore uh, gross, G-R-O-S-S. But you can see one of her most recent posts are the runs on iced coffee um, glasses. How do you explain like what these look like? Because it's not a regular glass. No, they're... They're considered a soda can glass. Okay. So they don't look like they, they aren't in a mason jar, but they kind of have that shape yeah. to it. Yeah. They're, they're super, I was so impressed when they came. Like they're super thick, but not super heavy. Yeah. That they're so cute. We have like one. We have one from a, a race actually. And uh, every time it's clean, I drink out of it. I don't, it's just, I love those glasses. I know. They it's like so different cool. and yeah. They're super cute. I love them. So you said you sold out. Are there going to be more coming? We sold out. I reached out to my vendor and said, can I put in another order? So they should be restocked in about two to three weeks. Okay. Cool. So if they're back up, I'll definitely be posting online. And you can you know, check out the fitness design ENG Etsy shop, where is, uh, the listing will be. Cool. Cool. So if, um, if people want to buy them, check them out. Um, does it just say like that there's a lead time or something like they can still purchase them and, and wait for them. You can send me a DM. Okay. If you want, list. I don't know if Etsy has that option to do like a wait list, but I will absolutely start a wait list. I already have two people on there that missed, missed the window of opportunity. I'm going to sell out of the second round before they actually get in stock. They yeah. might. You're right. already be ordering a third round. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Honestly, as soon as I saw them posted, I was like, these are adorable, sold. <laughs> and I also need another one. So For me. <laughs> Sorry, right? everybody who are waiting. Tell oh. me the second oh, one's all for that, me, right? all that coffee you drink. Well, I, you can drink other stuff out of it. I can't with Like him. iced tea. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um... But yeah, again, so Stacy's handle is S underscore underscore G-R-O-S-S. Um, and then Stacy, one more quick question. How do people get in touch with you if they like want to start your program or have questions about your running program? You can definitely reach out via Instagram to send me a, I don't know, a DM and I'd be happy to talk. And whether it's just you need some advice or you want to know like what running shoe I might recommend or stuff with clean that I might recommend or getting more involved with run to finish. We can connect with Amanda, you know, just send me a message there and I'll, I'll get back to you. As awesome. soon as I Instagram all around everybody. Yeah. Instagram's yeah. great. Well, thank you very much for joining us. I mean, this was great. Um, definitely was fun to finally, like, I feel like our first few episodes were very OCR specific and we've told people we were going to be talking about other stuff. So we were eager to get you on. 
um, yeah. you know, and talk running. So thank you so much for coming on with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. I was excited when Lindsay reached out to, to chat. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll probably have you on at some point again down the road. You have to tell us how your race goes. Good luck with it. Yeah. yeah stay tuned. Two weeks. I'll yeah. definitely about it. For sure. And Good like luck. Lin- <clears throat> like Lindsay said, you can follow Stacy on Instagram, S underscore underscore gross. Uh, you can follow Lindsay, stay wild underscore Lindsay. You can follow me, Adam G underscore OCR. If you have anything that you want to say about the podcast, we would welcome a rating. We would welcome a subscription on whatever you listen to podcasts with. You can email us, Burpee Nation at podcast or Burpee Nation podcast at <laughs> gmail.com. Uh, but I think that about does it for this yeah. episode. So, um, you know, subscribe like i said you'll be the first to get episodes as they come out we were gonna do like what do we say we're gonna do like two to four a month maybe and we've been like pumping them out right and they've been coming out left and right so so much to talk about right and there's there's so much going on so we're we're glad obviously like races are coming back it's nice to actually have stuff to talk about so um you know keep it here again if you have any questions reach out to us but uh thanks for listening and, and we'll see you on the next episode thanks everyone see ya